What is going on guys? It is April 16th, 2019 and welcome to another edition of Amateur Hour. I am Safwan Alvi, joined by Leo Saylor. Ryan Poley is on a baseball trip so he is not able to join us today. As usual, you know, we had the whole crew last week. The very next week we don't got the whole crew. So we got so much going on. What's going on, Leo? Uh, not a whole lot, man. Uh, you know, just uh, happy to be done with classes for the day and uh, talk some sports with my man, Safwan. Yeah. So without further ado, let's get into it. Obviously, the story that captivated America over the past weekend, and that is Tiger Woods. He is back, baby. <laughs> Tiger Woods winning the Masters for the fifth time. It is his 15th major overall and his first major since 2008 when he won the U.S. Open. And Leo, when we look at Tiger Woods, I think this is just the perfect, you know, cherry on top, the icing on the cake. He completed this comeback on the biggest stage of golf, winning his fifth gold jacket. I've always been a big Tiger guy. He's the only reason I watch the sport, I'm not going to lie. If Tiger's not playing, I don't have much interest in it. And honestly, a lot of America is like that too when you look at the ratings for golf. And he played well, and it was just so awesome to see him, you know, finally get back to the promised land. Yeah, I mean, I think really, uh, to your point, one identifying factor of, you know, who is a, a certain athlete, ask a non-sports fan who, who might not really live in a sports city, because a non-sports fan here still knows who Joey, excuse me, Joey Votto is, right? So if you go to like, and you just assume that this person knows nothing about sports, right? Name one baseball player. They might not be able to. Football player? Maybe not. NHL, NBA? Maybe not. Name a golfer? They can name yeah, Tiger Woods. You can name Tiger Woods. And, yeah. and that's because he's a figure. He's a uh, a, a public figure and not only that he is one hell of a golfer yeah absolutely. and uh, after a bit of a hiatus i think we're all glad he's back and diving in a little bit deeper let's be real how old is he i think he's over 40 if i'm not mistaken I think any other sport whatever you yeah. know he can't make another run this sport he could play for another 25 years i mean really i, I mean i understand that that's not really done for real because you lose uh, things like distance on your drive and other uh, nuances on the sport that i am not qualified to speak on as i do not know them um but, being able to like move your obliques you know being able to put yeah. up like i said power into your wrists you know things like that obviously those start deteriorating over time but he still has that ability to compete in this uh, particular uh sport that others may not have that opportunity and so having him with this uh major victory for him do you foresee this being a one-off or do you think that this may be a sign of things to come yeah, for about, yeah that could lead us to another question obviously is the big question with him having 15 majors now three behind jack nicholas with 18 with the most all time do we think that tiger could now catch jack nicholas and personally speaking yes can he? It, yes. You, we used to ask that question, just hoping and praying maybe Tiger Woods can get it. But after seeing his performance at the Masters and these past, I would say, year and a half, two years, he's been playing really good golf. Absolutely, he can catch Jack Nicholas. How many is he going to win the rest of the year? We don't know. Maybe he wins one or two more. Maybe he doesn't win any. But seeing him get back to the promised land, seeing him win the Masters, the biggest event in golf, seeing him put on that green jacket, and what I really liked, you know, it was really emotional to see was, you know, after he got done 20, over 20 years after Tiger won his first Masters and went and hugged his dad, Tiger Woods was on the opposite end. Tiger Woods was the father. He got just got done winning the Masters and he embraced his son. You know, all the trials and tribulations he's gone through. And obviously a lot of it's self-inflicted. Obviously we're not going to so pity for him, so the things that he right. did. But, you know, he's been through a lot. 
his physical pain. Remember, just a few years ago, he couldn't even swing a golf club because right, of how back. bad his back was. He had back procedures. He had wrist problems. You know, just overall, he was. And just it just baiting. seemed like there's not a chance this guy can come back, especially you know, in a major. Like, there's yeah. no way he was going to win a major. I'm going to be honest. Just a few years ago, I would not have been surprised to hear Tiger Woods win the Masters par three tournament. Yeah. I would not have been surprised to hear that because yeah. he would have been there as a celebrity. But his his resurrection has brought him back as is not just you know the the name and the figure, but as a legitimate player. And the golf world is on notice. Yeah, because when Tiger's going, there is nobody stopping Tiger right. Woods. We all saw, um, well, we we didn't see. Me and you didn't see, but you know, in the late '90s, early 2000s, when he was just winning tournament after tournament, major after major, you know. Nobody has dominated the sport like Tiger Woods. Yeah. And obviously the sport is better with him. And like we said, he's gone through so much over the past seven to eight years. And, you know, just to win the Masters, you know, to see him overcome, you know, these obstacles was just awesome to see. Um, we got the PGA Championship coming up, but I think in the middle of May, which is the next major. And according to Vegas, he's already the favorite. <laughs> They're already putting their money on Tiger yeah. Woods. And uh, there was a big buyout for Tiger Woods, actually. I don't remember the the man's name, but he paid eighty five thousand dollars, put all of his money on Tiger Woods to win the Masters. He got a buyout of one point one million dollars. You know, I'm gonna be honest. I don't think that that is enough of a payout for me to put eighty five thousand dollars on the line. Eighty five thousand dollars. He must not have been as much of a dark horse as this guy had thought, because to put, as you said, maybe all his cash that eighty five k. Maybe he made that in the last year. I don't know this guy's situation. By the way, eighty five k is 85k and 1.1 is 1.1 i'm not discrediting that but i tell you what he only went up by about 11 or 12 percent whereas you look at some other sports you know say you invest in a 16 seed in the ncaa tournament Mm -hmm. or even the something like the vegas golden knights last year being being an inaugural season you might have a larger payout, and I'm a little bit surprised this guy walked a little well, a little bit empty-handed, in my opinion. Yeah, he he got his 1.1, but you know it was a lucky 1.1. And right. the taxes are coming. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of that's gonna get taken away from him. And um, seeing Tiger Woods, you know, I do want to say something also while we're talking about this subject of how important Tiger Woods is to golf. Please, people, for the love. Of all that's good in this world, stop comparing other golfers to Tiger Woods and calling them the next big thing. Jordan Spieth, Rory McIlroy, Dustin Johnson, Jason Day, Justin Rose. These are all incredible golfers. and Nobody's saying they're not, but they're not Tiger Woods. They're not the second coming. Please, for the love of everything, stop comparing these guys to Tiger. They are not half of what Tiger is. They will not mean to golf what Tiger Woods means to golf. Please, please slow down and pump the brakes. Leo, am I wrong for saying that? Uh, no, you are correct for more than one reason. In that, in that even if you want to take away uh, or step back from the golf side of things, this guy is a figure. Yeah, absolutely. This guy is a figure who will never be forgotten. He will probably have some tournament named after him yeah. by the time he retires. Um, and, and, and truly, he is a, a sports icon. Yeah. This guy is everything that you look for in a professional athlete when it comes to is he going to sell some stuff? Because I bet you Tiger Woods probably sells some stuff. Yeah. That guy's identity is, is of a winner. And even during his dark times, I think a lot of people had some optimism that he may come back. And uh, they were right to do so because look where he is now. Yeah, and because Tiger Woods, the saying is true. Tiger Woods doesn't move the needle. He is the needle. He is the, he needle. Is the needle for golf. And I'll tell you something. 
If Tiger Woods is not playing well or he's not playing at all, the ratings go to the toilet. I mean, we saw what happens. I mean, I mean, as soon as that he was out, you know, what tournament was it towards the start of the year where Phil Mickelson hit that ball that was, you know, moving at the time? Do you recall? I don't recall. I I don't recall what what tournament was. We are we are not golf aficionados. We are uh, playing the part for this specific part of the podcast, I'd say. Um, But I I recall Tiger had. uh, I think he might have even withdrawn from from this tournament. Uh, midway through through some injury as well as poor play, um, but Phil Mickelson, you know the I mean really kind of probably the face of golf outside of Tiger yeah, Woods. Yeah, he, he's the guy um, that people the, can recognize. The famous Southpaw. Yeah, you know uh, he uh, he hit a ball while it was still moving after he had a couple poor shots that really cost him the tournament, and he knew that. And I believe it was six hole sixteen or seventeen, so it was late. He's not getting back in this thing. Oh, he hit I, a ball that happened to be moving, about, yeah. and the golf world went. Went, they went berserk. And we were all sitting here and saying, and this is why we don't watch golf. And this because was like lead story on ESPN right. type of bit. Right. Just because he hit a ball that you're not respecting the game. You right. know, you got to play He fair. broke a rule. He did. I mean. That happens a lot of times. You know how in the NFL sometimes they throw flags? It's because someone broke a rule. <laughs> and so that was so outrageous in the golf community that it took headlines and when you think about things, would you rather have Tiger Woods wins his fifth Masters after a large hiatus, or would you rather have Phil Mickelson hits moving ball, golf community outraged? Yeah. What is better for your game? <laughs> yeah, and absolutely. Like When Tiger Woods is playing well, all of those guys I mentioned, again, I'm not taking a shot that them Rory, Jordan Speed, doesn't. they're all incredible golfers. Yes, they are, but they're not Tiger. If all of those guys are playing poorly, missing the cut, just terrible, but Tiger's playing well, the ratings are going to be skyrocketing. If Tiger is playing poorly, and if Tiger is not in a tournament, and Rose, McElroy, Johnson, all these guys are playing great, you know, they're shooting 66s, 67s, the ratings are still going to be in the toilet because Tiger's not there. Right. And that's exactly what it means. So when we talk about these great golfers, please don't compare them to Tiger Woods. They're not Tiger Woods. They're not going to win as many majors as Tiger Woods. They're not going to have the same effect on golf as Tiger Woods. It's simply... Tiger is a once-in-a-lifetime athlete who made golf more popular. He put it on the map. As you said, he sold more golf clubs. He sold more golf balls. He single-handedly enriched that sport with so much more diversity. You know, being an African-American, usually going back to golf, I'm not trying to play a race card or anything. African-Americans didn't really play golf back yeah. in the day. Jack Nicklaus. Traditionally, it was Hogan, either, Arnold you know, Palmer, Caucasians or, or, and then we even saw for a while with guys from overseas. Exactly. But what we weren't seeing is a whole lot of racial difference, more of an ethnical difference. Exactly. And um, Tiger Woods really kind of broke that barrier. And we haven't seen a whole lot of people following his footsteps, but I, I believe the word is that we're starting to see that in for any sport, diversity and inclusion is yeah, important. And for golf, he just, yeah, he just, he, he had so much charisma. He still has so much charisma. Exactly. That he star is the quality. persona. Yeah. He is everything you want in a superstar athlete, the face of the sport. And obviously he's been the face of the sport for over 20 years yeah. now. Sure. A lot of good times and obviously sure. A lot of bad times. He's gone through his share of problems, but at the end of the day in 2019, he stands tall, and he is the Masters champion. So, congrats to Tiger. Obviously, we're pulling him. We're pulling for him to break the record held by Jack Nicholas at 18. Will he do it? I think he can. If he doesn't, I don't think many people will be surprised. Three majors is going to be hard. That is a tough one. It's a tough one. You know, if he does, I think everybody thinks he can do it because he's mm-hmm. Tiger Woods. So, we're going on to see. But overall, big congrats to Tiger, and we're rooting for him. Final thought on that: If golf players wore a jersey, wouldn't that be something? For the lone reason that I now want a Tiger Woods jersey. A Tiger Woods jersey. I, I should get a green jacket, Woods, on the back, right? Yeah. 
Okay, I, okay. I would buy one, and I think the whole world would buy one. All right, well, uh, keep your eyes locked on my Twitter. I may be putting something up on my eBay page. Get, grab, or, uh, grab your Tiger Woods uh, green jacket. Green jacket with Woods on there, and I don't know what his favorite number is. Maybe five because what, he has five uh, green Well, what jackets. I'm thinking is maybe do some something like commas or whatever, you know, so whatever years he won in, you know, so maybe he has five, you know, jersey numbers or whatever. Yeah. Right? That'd be interesting. You could do it so many ways. You could do it with that or 15 because he has 15 major championships. That's right. Five gold jackets, you can put the number five. There's so many things you can do. Or even it. if you just put Tiger, I'm pretty sure people would know who you're talking about. Yeah, so <laughs> definitely. That would, be, that, would, that would definitely be really cool. Yeah. So now moving on, we are going to get into hockey. That's right. A little early today because yes. the Columbus Blue Jackets are on the verge Oof. of pulling one of the biggest upsets yes. in the history of the NHL in the first round against one of the best regular season teams in the NHL ever, the Tampa Bay Lightning. They look to close the deal, if I'm not mistaken, tonight. Tonight. The Blue Jackets look to sweep. Not beat them in a seven-game series, not play a hard-fought series, but sweep arguably the greatest regular season team of all time. And, Leo, I'm going to let you I'm gonna let you take this one away. I, I don't know if you should do that, South Juan. <laughs> I may get to talking here. We may look at the clock, and it'll be, you know, three hours from now by the time I'm done. But, uh, geez, Louise, am I excited about the boys. They've really come alive here. And, and as an eight seed, you know, you kind of have the why not us mentality. And I think that we see that fade frequently from teams after they lose that first game or that second game. Well, the Jackets didn't give them the chance for that to happen because although they found themselves down three to nothing after the first period, and things look to be the regular storylines, Bobrovsky, our goalie, struggling in the playoffs, and the boys just kind of choking under pressure, as well as, again, we were an eight seed entering the playoffs and uh, really not realizing our full potential. So that three nothing deficit in that first period of game one yeah. was really something that you almost anticipated. And as a Jackets fan, I said, I'm going to sit here, I'm going to watch it, but I know full well that this really might wind up being a four-game series and we're done. Yeah. Um, next thing you know, Second period starts. Yeah, that you right there. That second period, I thought it was over. I saw the score. I was following the game. I saw lightning up three nothing. I stopped. I, I turned off my notifications. I said, "Yep, well, here what was gonna happen anyway." Whatever. Grand total. Blue Jackets have eleven periods of play in their favor, and the Lightning have one. Yeah. The Lightning's one. It was that very first period, and as you said, the Jackets came storming <laughs> All back. All of a sudden, it was just a different team. I I looked back on Twitter. About an hour later, hour and a half later, and Blue Jackets Nation is just going nuts. I'm like, whoa. Bananas. Whoa. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's going on? Is this I, some kind of Reds are down by eight, but they still got free pizza kind of thing? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. And then I turned on the game, and all of a sudden I see it's three to three, and just the Blue Jackets are skating all over the ice. They're playing with more energy. They're passing the puck better. I'm just I, – I was taken back. I said – what is going on here? What is this team? We haven't seen this since probably before the All-Star break. And Leo, me and you talked about this leaving class earlier today, that that period, that second period, that run, you know, that scoring run they had was probably the biggest game changer, biggest turn of events, period, two periods, whatever, in the history of the Columbus Blue Jackets. With out a doubt. This is a team who, although they came into the league, and to be clear, this may be a... Uh, Double minor as far as the power play goes, or maybe even a major penalty. This is going to be a longer than two minutes segment. Five minutes in the box. Exactly, exactly. Speaking of OV, did you see that? Wow, we'll get to that. Um, but so they they came out with that tenacity, and next thing you know, that period may have been the turning point in not just this season or this playoff series, but 
really the, their history as a franchise is they came in the league in 2000 and they didn't make the playoffs till 08 when they got swept by the Red Wings. Next thing you know, they're making the playoffs a little bit more regularly post-2012, 2013 kind of time period. But still but having, not winning a series. Exactly. Not, not winning the series, series yeah. playing our, our division rivals, the Big Brother Syndrome that I've talked about before with the Pittsburgh Penguins and, and the Washington Capitals who, who three out of the four years – one of those two teams wound up winning the, the yeah. Stanley Cup. A so, lot of just bad luck, bad matchups. But at the same like time, that. you got to win the games, don't yeah. you? I, I mean, they won the Cup because they beat us. Exactly. You know? And uh, the Jackets went up 2-0 after that big run uh, to come back in Game 1. They played great in Game 2. I think they won the game 5-1, to yep. start to finish. It was their game. Coming back to Columbus, you're feeling good about yourself, but you can't feel too good. Because last year, the same thing happened. Absolutely. You that, went that, up 2-0 on the road. You came absolutely. home and lost four straight. That, exactly. I think game two, which is ironic because they beat the Lightning 5-1 to in game two in this series as well. I think everybody was hesitant. Going into the third game, we saw we know what happened with them with the Capitals last year. Mm-hmm. We know how good the Lightning are. We know how quick they could snap a finger and get it done. Getting the job done in game three was massive. Yeah was uh, coming back home, right? They played in Columbus. Correct. Coming back home, winning game three in the fashion of which they did. The score was 3-1, to one, dominating performance all mm-hmm. around. Winning that game was huge. Yeah. And there was a lot of uh, talk by the national media after the game that, wow, that third period, the Jackets are lucky that, that the Lightning didn't come back because they were really buzzing. And, and that's true, they were. But it's because they've got five guys up the ice the entire time. And while the Jackets, uh, you know, any team struggles to get the puck out of the zone when that happens, nonetheless against a team who has not one 40-goal scorer but three of them, so that's, that's a tough thing to do to get that puck out of the zone, and and they managed to do it uh, time and time again and not allow that goal and and just really weather the storm of the Tampa Bay Lightning, if you will, and say, you guys want to put all your offensive chips forward? That's great. We're just going to block shots, make big saves, screw up the passing lanes. We're going to do it all. So game three was a great performance. We're up 3-0, and tonight... Tuesday night, the Blue Jackets have a chance to not just win their first series, not just sweep their first series, but go ahead and sweep the Tampa Bay Lightning, which as Saf1 laid out, they've got all kinds of accolades, and man, would it be something special. Absolutely, and I'm looking at the quick stats. Looks like uh, Bob Bobowski has had a great game, especially game three. He had 30 saves, 96% uh, save percentage. Looks like Matt Duchesne and Cam Atkinson have been really, you know, turning up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Finally in, in developing that chemistry, you know. We uh, we we were waiting for them to click, and they seem like Looks they like finally Seth have. Seth Jones is finally starting to play some, you know, starting to play confident. He's starting to skate really well. Yep. Just the team, like you said, is just gelling. There's like every game they look like they're getting better. And, you know, just the way that they're doing it and who they're doing it against. I think that's the most important thing. You know, it's not like a team that won, you know, 50 games, but they're not invincible. Like, you wouldn't be surprised if somebody beat them. Right. This is the Golden State Warriors from a couple years ago when they were, you know, high-flying, doing it the all. The 73-9 and nine team, which right. is ironically enough, they didn't, they didn't win, win the championship, championship either. Obviously, and the and you know what? the greatest team ever. In they blew the a 3-1 lead. Truthfully, so did Tampa Bay in, in that first period. Yeah. Omen? I hope so. I don't know so, but I hope so. You know, obviously Kucherov, their leading scorer, was suspended for game three, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, because of the hit. Which, if you ask me, and I encourage anyone who's unfamiliar to go back and, and look at the play, uh, it reminded me a lot of Nazem Kadri's hit on Tommy Wingles last year in the playoffs, in which Kadri got three games. Um, in, in this situation, I don't know what the difference is, other than the fact that our player was initially down because of a minor penalty that Kucherov took. So I don't know what the difference is here. Uh, he only got the one game. Um, I'm glad that we capitalized. That was big. To me, you cannot lose the game in which they're 
one of their mini star players is uh, absent from from the lineup. Um, so winning that game was big. But with that said, I would question the player safety uh, um, department on this one and say, what's the uh, difference between this and Nazem Kadri's hit from last season? And uh, is, is there uh, something here about injury? Because in my opinion, um, whether a player is injured on a player or not should not dictate how long a suspension goes for the reason that a dirty hit is a dirty hit. And if a guy is injured in that circumstance, that's a poor circumstance, but was not correlated to the hit itself. Yeah, absolutely. I do want to ask you, with Kucherov being suspended, objectively, do you think the Blue Jackets still win the game even if Kucherov plays? I do think so. And I think that there is a little bit more of a uh, of kind of some anxiety for Blue Jackets fans during that third period because, like I said, they pulled their goalie. They had five men up. They were really, really pushing it in the offensive zone, and having a 128-point score certainly doesn't hurt you when you got that going for you. So the Blue Jackets certainly weathered the storm, as I said, and I think they would have done so, but maybe with a little bit more cause for concern yeah. if Kucherov's there, which is the right thing. Because they made the comeback with Kucherov there in Game 1. They did. He played a lot of the game in Game 2, and they dominated that game 5-1, to one, so... I don't know why wouldn't they have won. Obviously, sure, right. he makes a big difference. Maybe it's two to three. Maybe they go to overtime. But I have no reason to not believe that they still would have won game three, even if Kucherov would have played. Yeah, and, and as we've said before, the Stanley Cup playoffs are all about who gets hot at the right time. And I tell you what, Matthew Shane's hot. Artemi Panarin's hot. Zach Wierenski. Seth Jones. Cam Atkinson. These guys are all hot. And so is Sergei Bobrovsky, which is the X factor. Because as I said... Previous playoffs, he's been a pretty big question mark and not that effective at times. This series, he's been phenomenal. So uh, that's all good news, and there should be no looking back. We're hoping for the clean sweep at home in front of the home fans at Nationwide Arena tonight at 7. Man, it's just how quickly the narratives can change, right? Right. Blue Jackets are going to scrape to get in the playoffs. They're traded all their assets. You know, we don't know what they're doing with that organization. This is all just maybe a little over two weeks ago, this was the narrative. The Tampa Bay Lightning, they're going to cruise to the to the conference finals. They got the best regular season team maybe ever. Kucherov is scoring points. Steven Stamkos, this team, uh, Ben Bishop right in net. I mean, they're uh, Vasilevsky these oh, days. Oh, Vasilevsky, that's right. I mean, they're just going nuts. They haven't played meaningful hockey because they're the best team in the NHL. They're historic. They're this, they're that. A couple weeks later, fast forward, the team that was by the skin of their teeth made the playoffs is ready to sweep, not beat them in a seven-game series, not play tough, sweep. The Tampa Bay Lightning. That obviously, as you go to the show, who's going to play hot at the right time? But most importantly, you cannot take anybody lightly, no matter who it is, whether it be the eight seed, all the way down to seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. It doesn't matter who you play. You got to play every game in the playoffs like it's a Stanley Cup final. And I agree with you. And I'm going to take you one step further and say you should definitely, definitely not take your opponent for granted when they're still the number one seed. I don't care that they're down three zero. The Lightning are still the number one seed, and rightfully so, and it's not close. Number one seed in the NHL. Listen, it's only happened four times since 1920 that a team's come back from this kind of deficit. But if there's ever been a team to do it, it's the Lightning. It's the Lightning. And obviously, so that's why I say series is not over. Right. We're, I, it's 3-0. Put this guy out tonight, and, and I'm not sitting here saying I'm confident because I tell you what, although I really like the way the boys are playing, I also look at the Tampa Bay roster, and I'd be lying to you if, uh, if I told you I wasn't scared. So the boys, let's get this job done. I'm not going to say let's get it done tonight or in game five. Let's just get it done tonight. Have some time. Yeah, I don't think you would want. Yeah, I don't think you want to give the Lightning a game or two. No, and you want to win it at home too. I mean, mean, theoretically, you could also win the game uh, in game six at home. 
I don't want to play the Lightning no, in a game six. Yeah. Because a game six to me has always been a game seven. If you're playing one game to push you to the game seven, that one game might as well be a game yeah. seven. As, as well as Columbus has played, I don't see them winning a game seven in uh, Tampa Bay. I don't either. I don't see it happening. And as you said, we know how great Tampa Bay is. You want to close them out now. They have no momentum. They have no positive thoughts. They're getting beat through nothing. They're getting punched in the mouth. Why would you let a team so good win a game and all of a sudden get a little bit of confidence and then win two games and then all of a sudden they're thinking, we got this. We're going to win two more games. We're the best team. We're going to you know, build that confidence like, yeah. oh, yeah, we got this. Don't let them get that confidence. Shut them down. Sweep them and then move on because the Lightning is a team you do not want to give confidence to. Even one game, even two games, you're still going to be up, but maybe you're not up because of how mentally in the Blue Jackets, all of a sudden they can start thinking, oh no, here come the Lightning. Here we go. Here we Last go. Last year again. You know, exactly. you can't let those uh, mental thoughts creep in, and the easiest way to do it is uh, call it quits tonight. Yeah, if I'm the Blue Jackets, I get this series done. I go all out. I send I send all of my guns blazing, and I finish the series tonight. That's right. Because you don't want the Tampa Bay Lightning to get it going. So, obviously, we'll see. Yeah. But it, it could be a historic night in the NHL tonight if the Blue Jackets get it done. And we're not going to do a full wrap around the league as, as far as how series are going, because there's a lot of different series going on, and the Jackets and only one other series are uh, not at a two to one series lead. So it's kind of hard to analyze those. So we'll do that for you next week. Um, but real quick, just to touch on it, we don't really need to talk about it too much. That other 3 0 uh, 